Listen, you can watch week two of the NFL season with my friends, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and $200 in free bets instantly, instantly. You want more action? Say less. Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday or Monday, the all right, the, you can bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if they lose, all good. As long as they get it by 10, you win. It's that easy. All right, fight fans, you got Corey Sanhagen fighting this Saturday. Bet on that. You got Triple G Canelo. Bet on that. Make bank, bro. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code SHOPSHOW to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code SHOPSHOW, S-C-H-A-U-B, show, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner the NFL. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. See next page for directions of disclaimer. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code SHOPSHOW. Right through the city like Brennan Shaw. I'm on a mission to get it all. Right through the city like Brennan Shaw. If you ain't think, please don't get involved. And now, Brendan Dick Boy Shaw. What is poppin'? You remember that jam? They, uh, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing? Welcome to this Monday, September 12th. And um, I am fresh off the plane from Appleton, Wisconsin. Not easy to get to Appleton, Wisconsin, especially when I have a layover in Chicago. And Chicago said, we're going to have a typhoon and uh, make your flight delayed and miss your layover. And then you hang out all day with your friend Mark in the airport. So that's what we did. But we made it, dude. That's part of the game. That's part of that airport game, daddy. So, uh, yeah, man, what can you do? Had a great time in Appleton. Uh, small little town. I love those small towns. I just, I love it. Don't know if I could live there, but everyone's so nice. Um, Appleton's about 30 minutes from Green Bay. Listen, I don't know Wisconsin any facet. So I learn things when I get into town. And, uh you know, oh, that's right. He's on the show. We'll yeah, get to dude. that. Um, the thing is about uh, Wisconsin is everybody super nice. Uh, cheese curds are their thing, right? And they're pretty good. We had some good cheese curds. There's some good little local restaurants and coffee out there, which is all I care about. Um, they'll do a lot of things that I feel like are going to make you shit your pants. Cheese curds. And then uh, fans would buy me. I took, I don't several of them. You would take a shot of tequila and then chase it with pickle juice. Oh, yeah. You've heard of that? Yeah. I've never heard of that. I've done it. It's good. Really? I like it. Oh, I did not like it. <laughs> did not enjoy it. And cheese curds and then pickle juice with tequila, you're just trying to shit your pants. That's all that is. It's the perfect storm. The perfect freaking storm. But uh, yeah, so Green Bay is about 30 minutes outside of Appleton. We went to Lambeau Field, and you got to see that. Now, I am not a Green Bay fan. I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. He's my favorite player. It's 1A, 1B. Him and Cooper Cup for the LA Rams are my favorite players. So um, I look at Nick, a post I can finally get behind. That's right. Yeah, that is an old school Bart Starr jersey. I was going to wear it today, but I didn't unpack last night. And when I got it out of the suitcase today, it was a disaster. So, you know, you can't be all wrinkly on the show. But, yeah, Lambo was dope, man. 
and they have you walk out of the tunnel like the the you know the legendary tunnel my problem with that is you walk out of the tunnel they play like crowd noise and the same music they walk out to so it's like historic lambo field but then it was that song mortal combat i'm like what is happening why would you why would we walk out to this mark was way touring it because the 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 tour guy was like, oh, "Are you ready?" Mike was like, "Let's go." I was like, "Whoa, whoa, dude, chill, chill." It was a fun time, though, man. We had a good time. I can't imagine when it gets cold out there. And then I did a uh, just modeling pics of Mark. Um, <laughs> That's cool. The That's weirdest cool looking boy band ever. You ain't lying, dude. You ain't lying. Old school Bart Starr, though, Jersey man. When's the last time you saw that? The long sleeve is pretty swaggy. That's a Jersey I, I'll, I'll rock even outside of uh, Wisconsin, I feel like. Again, not the biggest Green Bay fan, and they're definitely a struggle this year. And even the tour guide was like, if you look up there, it says whatever the last time they've won. It has all their Super Bowl wins. And he's like, there's three more places, 2022, 2022, 2024. I was like, in what world are you living in? You guys have completely destroyed the team you know you paid aaron Rodgers all this money which you should but you give him no tools you trade away his best asset how dare you like we're gonna be just as good it's like how in what world you don't draft anybody last time you had a first round draft pick you draft another quarterback you know so you just pissed off aaron Rodgers. what can you do dude but i'm rooting for aaron Rodgers. but it's gonna be a tough year for him my broncos play tonight baby my broncos play tonight what's interesting about the broncos obviously my team being from Denver, but one of uh, the Thick Boy Network employees, George, his brother, who's uh, played at UCLA, first team All-Pac uh, 12, he uh, was drafted by the Denver Broncos in the second round. So he's actually the second string tight end for the Denver Broncos. But he has a messed up hammy, so I think he's out to week five. So it's not the way you want to start off your professional career, but shit happens. But yeah. Broncos going to light up Seattle. AFC West, holler. We're crushing it. But, uh, yeah, shout to Alberton. Everyone's so nice out there, man. Shout to Wisconsin. Um, back on the road. Back on the freaking road. It is a busy week for your boy. Doesn't Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop, as P. Diddy says. Sleeps for the week. Anybody who says sleeps for the week just isn't living life right, I feel like. I wish I was one of those people that needed only three hours. I'm not. When daddy doesn't get eight hours, it's a disaster. My face looks like this. If you're just listening to this and you're not watching this on YouTube, I look like a Sharpay right now. I'm a Sharpay of a man. My face is getting fatter because I get no sleep and I'm exhausted. That's okay. Uh, speaking of tour dates, so I have one show shoot tomorrow night. Better figure it out. Shop and friends. Just can't have some monsters on there. Shop and friends. Some big boy shows. Uh, Trevor Wallace, Sam Tripoli. And uh, some other very, very big-time monsters. Um, that's one show only at 10.30 at the Hollywood Improv, Tuesday night, September 13th. And then the real Thick Boy Tour starts uh, back up this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Ontario, Inland Empire, holler at your boy, Ontario, California, is this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then uh, I end uh, September in Boston, my favorite city, Boston, September 29th through October 1st. That is almost sold out. Then I'm in San Jose, Salt Lake City, Utah, one of my faves. And then just announced, we announced it last week, but I don't think we had a show. Just uh, coming in hot. I haven't been to Calgary in about four or five years. 
Canada, your boy figured it out. I'm in Calgary, Canada. I think is Alberta, Canada, Calgary. I think so. It says AB right there. That is Calgary, uh, Canada. Right now, one show only. Uh, it's at the rooftop downtown Canada, Calgary, baby. That's 414 Third Street Southwest. <laughs> that could be wherever. I have no clue where it's at. I don't know. But it is Alberta, yeah. It's Alberta. Great, grand, wonderful at the rooftop. That's one show. Only that bitch is almost sold out. When it sells out, we we will add another show. So Calgary, come get some from your boy. Tickets at thickboy.com. Get you some. Uh, let's get into the fights, man. We had a crazy week of fights. First time ever uh, the UFC has had to deal with something like this. Uh, before we um, get into the chaos that was UFC 279, we cannot continue the show without mentioning uh this is news to me i just found out about it when i walked into the office uh this morning a guy who was uh um on the big brown breakdown he was always a fun guy we would text each other go back and forth on twitter and stuff like that um uh, elias theodoro uh passed away apparently due to cancer barely due to cancer man and uh this is uh this is a tough one man this is a, a a really tough one because uh you know young handsome dude i had no clue uh what's this say i'm hearing the news as you guys are he was also a f- just a funny talented guy um he was uh he wanted to be the first male ring card man that was his joke right and they let him do it a smaller um invicta yeah yeah invicta let him do it um I had no idea, man. So, fall initial report from BJPen.com. TSN reports that Theodora was battling stage four liver cancer, that his diagnosis was known to a few. Theodora, 19 and three, dude, stud, was a veteran of 22 MMA bouts, including an eight and three run in the UFC. He won the Ultimate Fighter. All right. He beat Eric Anders, Dan Kelly, Caesar, Sam Alvey. You know, no punk, no punk at all. Along with his fine career, Theodora was best known for being an advocate for use of me- medical marijuana. Uh, in 2020, the Canadian veteran became the first fighter to receive therapy, therapeutic use uh, for weed, which was granted by the British Columbia Athletic Commission. There you go. Theodore also made headlines when he served as a ring boy for Invicta FC event. After making his pro debut, he started 8 0. Um, parted ways with the promotion to 19, which is weird because he was crushing it. Even though, yeah, following a United's decision, lost Derek Brunson, which Derek is a monster. Um, Theodore went three and zero, scored unanimous decision. Yep, event. So he's fought. He won his fight as recent as December, last December, man. It's just so tragic. It's uh, his. Hopefully, his family's okay. I can't imagine what they're going through. Hopefully, they have a GoFundMe or something for that, which I will definitely contribute to. Theodore was a special, special dude. Was not uh, on this earth long enough, man. We need more people like Theodora, and uh, it's just fucking heartbreaking. Not the way you want to. You know, find out when you come to the office. That is terrible, terrible news. Man, my heart goes out to his family and friends, and I can't imagine what you guys are dealing with. If there's a GoFundMe or anything like that, let me know. I will contribute however I can help you guys out, man. But that is just, we lost a good one, man. So rest in peace, my friend. And uh, yeah, man, we love you here, buddy. So hopefully you're listening to this in some capacity, my man. So love you. Let's move on to the fights and try and get some sort of happiness out of this. 
Let's take a little break from me chatting your guys' ears off, then we'll get right back to the program because NFL's opening week was action-packed. My Broncos play tonight, baby, but the Chargers look good. Rams look awful. Cowboys look absolutely terrible. But it's just getting started. Don't throw your team out the bathwater yet. They might be able to pull it out, man. It's the NFL. You never know. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner, the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game. You get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Cool. Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if they lose. As long as you get up by 10, you win, baby. Fight fans, DraftKings Sportsbook also has you covered. You got Corey Sandhagen fighting this week. Bet on my boy. Don't forget about the highly anticipated trilogy happening in Vegas this Saturday. Triple G, Canelo. Who do you think is going to pull off the trilogy? I like Canelo, but also the prop bets where you make money there, all right, with my friends at DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code SHOBSHOW. That's S-C-H-A-U-B show to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code SHOBSHOW only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. See next page for directions for disclaimer. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code SHOBSHOW. Now let's get back to the freaking program. Psych, we're not getting back to the program because, listen, I'm here to talk to you about Kratom. Listen, I fired my brain with Kratom before any podcast or stand-up. It's my limitless pill. I feel like Bradley Cooper. I just don't look like him. They don't help you look better, but they help you think better. That's right. It's the best focus product I've ever used. All right, and best part, it's all natural, baby. It's all natural. That's what we want. There's one ingredient. It's Kratom. It's the purest best kratom you can get kratom's like the cbd market remembers the wild west You're like i guess i'm gonna use this cbd well now you can trust my friends at happy hippo and if you visit happyhippoherbals.com, all right that's happyhippoherbals.com. use the promo code thickboy you get 20 percent off for life you can use that code as many times as you want that's happyhippoherbals.com. promo code thickboy 20 percent off for life for the best kratom ever ufc 279 so uh, for the first time ever, you've had a shuffling of the card. And listen, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm also not here. You know, I'm not jumping on this freaking mic in Thick Boy Studios to tell you that the UFC was in on this and it was this whole, you know, uh, weird conspiracy and all this stuff was going on and they've always planned to do this. I don't believe in any of that. I do think there's something to be said. There's a few things that make give me skeptical hippo eyes. There's a few things where I go. Huh, that's interesting. So let's talk about those things. Uh, first of all, the Daniel Rodriguez, uh, Kevin Holland fight being at a catch weight of 180 was always kind of suspect to me because they've made guys uh, take way shorter no- notice fights and cut weight, right? So for that to be at 180, to me, there was enough time to do the fight at welterweight if they wanted to, but they decided to do a catch rate at 180. Okay, I was like, eh, I didn't think much of it. Hamzat, right, who's the kind of the the catalyst of why the card got shaken up uh, in the first place. Hamzat, um, he didn't miss weight. He blew through the weight. He wasn't even close, man. So there's missing weight when you're off by like half a pound. That's missing weight. When you're 180 pounds, you, you didn't even try, dude. 
and you know he's a professional and he he's also not a guy you know like this is no shade at tony friction he's not a guy that puts his camp together and you know he's he runs the thing and what he says goes no no no. hamzai comes from a camp with the they're as professional as it gets man so when it comes to weight cutting there's no way that guy was just you know not doing what he had to get done to make the weight and he's made the weight before right so we know he can do it and the way he missed weight to me there's no way hamzat who's fighting ideas which is the, the biggest fight of his career hands down main event right on a pay-per-view biggest opportunity in his life is going to come in 10 pounds overweight at his level with the camp he comes from and then people said that um he was out the night before at weigh-ins you know eating and drinking and doing stuff so and then also they said the doctor checked in on him and neil magny a good buddy of mine training partner for many of years goes i've never had a doctor come check on my weight make sure i'm gonna do it that far out that's strange mm. he's like i don't know you know so there's a lot of stuff going on there and then also with hamzat when he missed weight he wasn't like oh my god I'm, oh are you kidding me he it was a joke played it off and then the ufc there's certain things that you can get away with and they're still going to play ball and you know and, and promote you and put you as main events and give you big fights there's certain things you can get away with being the bad boy i'm not saying hamza's the bad boy but we'll get to that he needs to lean into that dark side but there's certain things you do um that's frowned upon but the ufc is even like all right whatever man but the one thing you they do not eat compromise on is when a fighter misses weight it's the one thing man it's the one thing the UFC has zero tolerance for. If you're Hamzat, you, if we all know this. Everyone who makes weight knows this. If you're Hamzat, you know, dude, that's a big fucking deal. You didn't miss it by half a pound. You missed it by a significant amount of weight. And he had no fucks given. Now, maybe that's a Chechen thing. I don't know. That's the only time where I've skeptical hip, hip eyes. Something's going on there where it was agreed to way before that he was going to come in at 180 pounds i think i think also which adds to it now i don't think this is a conspiracy and the ufc was like all right let's do this to to nate and hamzad and kevin holland and daniel rodriguez and leach and switch it all about and i don't think it's like that i do think they were kind of trying to figure things out but there's something to be said where the UFC and Dennis said this, I'm not pulling this out of my ass, but the UFC knows how a pay-per-view is going to do. They know how it's going to sell before it even the fights go live, before the first preliminary fight, going into it, going into Wayne's. They can see how it's trending, how it's tracking through all their promotions. They can usually tell what I think happened. Again, this is just my opinion. I have no way to back this up, no evidence. They're not going to give me any of the data to back this up, which you know sucks, but whatever. Um, I think that fans were turned off by UFC and especially Dana White in particular, his treatment of Nate Diaz and the way that Nate Diaz has always been, you know, kind of F the man and done it his way. And then he wants out and people don't like the way he's being treated and he keeps asking for fights and they weren't giving him fights. And then they, they just don't give him a fight. They give him the worst matchup possible. And I think fans, and I said this on firing the kid, a clip that went pretty viral for me. You know, if you're a Nate Diaz fan, the way you show the UFC that this isn't right and we don't agree with this, and listen, I love Nate Diaz as much as you guys do, but the way that you would 
the only way you can affect the UFC's bottom line, but then you're also f- affecting Nate Diaz's bottom line, so it's tricky. But the only way to fight back against this, don't buy the pay-per-view. Don't subscribe to it. Say, we don't like this. Because this was, this was the, this matchup, man, when it started, it was whatever, minus 1,800 uh, Hamza. The guy's like, it made no sense in any facet. Any, to me, it made completely no, the pros, cons, there's so many more cons. So I think what happened, and again, the UFC knows how pay-per-view is going to do before the first fight happens Saturday night. The week of, they know how it's trending, how it's going to go. They have a pretty good idea. They don't know down to a T. Please turn off your phone. They don't know down to a T, but they do know that it, how it, it's going to be a success or not. And I think the backlash that Dana received, when as soon as this fight was announced, people were furious. Fighters were furious. Dan Hardy, who's a huge uh, figure in the space, did not approve of it. A lot of people didn't agree with it. Now, of course, you're going to have your people go, you don't count Nate Diaz out. I get all that. But I think for hardcores, uh, I'm sorry, not hardcores, for the general fan, they know Nate Diaz. Everyone knows Nate Diaz. He's famous as shit. They don't know Hamzat. But the only thing they find out from Hamzat is he's this Chechen monster who's, he's not just a small favorite. It's going to be a slaughter. And they're like, oh, that's not right. So I think if people can assume the outcome of a fight, they went, I'm not interested in seeing Dana White once again fuck over a fighter who's put his livelihood on the line for him. And so it wasn't trending very well. It wasn't trending very well at all because you kind of knew the outcome. The UFC fucked up. They overplayed their hand. They thought the audience was was dumb, and we're not dumb. The, audience, the general fan is not dumb. So I think they went, I'm good on that one. I'm good on you, You're going to do what to Nate? No, nah, fuck that, man. I don't want to see that shit. I, we respect Nate too much. We respect Nate too much. So it wasn't trending well. So you see, went, we got to come up with something, man. We got to come up with something. What can we do? What can we do? And it just so happens that Kevin Holland and Daniel Rodriguez are at this weird catch weight at 180. Hamzat weighs in at 180. So not only was it a com- complete shuffle, but it was a, a perfect shuffle, not of one matchup, of three on the pay-per-view. Now, to UFC's credit, when they did shuffle it up, it's a better fight card, a way better fight card. It just happened the day before, so I'm still curious how this thing does. You know, I, I don't know the pay-per-view numbers. They're, they're crushing it. They're making more money than ever, but, uh, you know, a day's notice to to change things like that. I'm curious. The hardcores were in regardless. Nobody cares. But for the where they make their nut is off the common fan. So I'm curious if the common fan kept up with all. It was hard to keep up, even at, for the the staff here for Thick Boy Studios. You know, Friday night I'm on. I'm going on and off stage doing the meet and greets doing all that and i get back to my phone i have a jagillion text people like oh did you hear what happened to hamza oh did you hear kevin holland oh did you hear this and then the other thing gives me skeptical hippo eyes with all this again i don't think it's a big conspiracy i just think it wasn't trending well they had this kind of as a plan b right and it was a great plan b and they they, they were able to pull it off if if the audience weren't buying into it, which to their surprise, we didn't buy into it because we don't want to see anybody treated like Nate Diaz was being treated. So what what else gives me kind of skeptical hippo eyes is remember this all started off with the weigh-ins and Dana gets on the mic and goes, for the first time ever, we're going to have to cancel weigh-in. It's just, it's mayhem. We, they didn't have the security. It was, it was chaos back there. No doubt. Chaos. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, would you expect when you have guys like Nate Diaz, Tony Ferguson, Hamzat, Kevin Holland, 
Daniel Rodriguez, like you're you you're doing some wild boys, man. You lined up on the you lined up this should be UFC two seventy nine fucking bad boys. Like you line up the dudes who give no f's given, man. And you guys, everybody knows this. You know these guys are gonna mouth off. You know Hamzat and Holland have an issue with each other. You know Nate Diaz has an issue with everybody. You look at him wrong, he's gonna fight you. If if you were hired for Showtime to you know promote Conor McGregor and it's a paid gig, he's not gonna enjoy that. He's gonna try and fight you. You know you're in Gucci boots and tight jeans. Okay, that's Nate Diaz, bro. So uh, you know what you're dealing with is the point here. So those weigh-ins, which I've been in a significant amount of them, over, I don't know, 15 of them probably, in big events, especially pay-per-views. You got to realize there's, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13, 13 times 2 is 26. So you have 26 professional fighters on this pay-per-view card. Each one of those 26 fighters has a team. So you got to realize they're all in the back there sitting because it's 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 roped off, right? So the fans can't see the back there of all the fighters and most of them, especially there's only a few heavyweights on this card. I think one heavyweight uh, fight was on this card, right? Yeah, I think so. So, uh-huh. you, so you have, you know, your one heavyweight fight. But for the most part, everybody back there is just barely getting by. They're fucking, they're, you know, low energy, cranky freaking no nutrients depleted of water they can't they just want to get on scale and get out of there right but you gotta remember those 26 fighters have their camp comes with them to these weigh-ins so 26 let's say being friendly and there's way more guys like this let's say i have those 26 guys each person gets three corner men so 26 guys 26 times three is what i'm gonna do it right now because i cannot do math 78, yeah. 78. So just, and this is just being conservative. You have 78 people back there, team, fight teams, coaches, nutritionists, and then you have the fighters. There's not much to do back there. And this is even when I fought. And this was before cell phones or, you know, people addicted to them like they are now. There's nothing to do. Everybody's on their phone. Every single person in the back of that weigh-in has their phone. Okay, cool. So you have how, how many days? 70 some people? 78. 78 people with their phones. Let's just be conservative and say freaking 50 of them have their phones out, which would be insane this day and age in the cell phone age we live in. So 50 people have their phones out. It was mayhem. It was crazy. People's heads were flying off. Freaking Hamzat. Freaking Spartan kid Kevin Holland, Nate Diaz got involved, and then freaking Daniel Rodriguez, and then Tony was upset, and Nate was throwing things, and oh my god, we don't have enough security. Right, right. Where's the footage? Nobody, nobody got anything. And then the build-up to it, they show you this clip to show us the mayhem. Did did you see the clip they posted? That's not mayhem. Maybe my definition of mayhem is a little different than the UFC. But you're going to cancel a wane of a huge pay-per-view over that? It can't be the clip you showed me. There has to be more clips out there, right? Show me one clip. Go. Jim, bring it up. You can't. I just saw a picture. Yeah, like sure. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Mayhem, though. Mayhem, though. I know. Now, think about when DC, granted this was open to the public, think about when 
DC and John Jones fought. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And the little dudes in the middle and trying to stop and fucking terrified and they're fighting. How many clips do you see from the fans there? Unreal. Thousands. Thousands. You're telling me not one person got any footage? Nothing? Zero? Zilch? Just that one post to build up the pay-per-view? They 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 aired on uh, Saturday morning. That's it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think Hamzat and Kevin? Here's the other thing. Those 26 fighters. It, it's like the JFK thing where Callan, you know, he wants to, uh, you know, his argument for every conspiracy is. You think all those people are in on it? I'm like, no, all those people are not. The main people who make decisions are in on it, 100. percent do I think Hamzat knew he was going to fight Kevin Holland? Yes. Do I think uh, Nate Diaz and Tony Ferguson uh, might have had an idea? Yes. Um, outside of those four gentlemen, the four big boys that made the card, nobody else is in on this. And now when I say in on it, I think UFC was like, here's the deal. Here's the deal. This is what's happening. And Nate Diaz said they offer him a ton of money, which great. that's what they should do. Um, I, it's just... I'm not. It's not. It's not a conspiracy because this the the winner out of all this is Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz won, man. So Nate Diaz, he he got to avoid Hamzat. And again, being a Nate Diaz fan, the, if if the world is working like it is and rotating like it should, there's not a fucking chance he beats Hamzat, dude. The way Hamzat, and I think Kevin Holland is a more dangerous fighter for Hamzat. Way more dangerous. Way more dangerous. So. For Hamza to go in there and at, I, I don't think he got touched, destroyed Kevin Holland. Insane dude. At one, at in, you're like, Jesus Christ. When he locked in that fucking choke, I think it was a, was a Darce choke. When he locked it, Darce was in it. I don't know, I have to go back and look, but he, it was a Darce. So when he locked in that Darce choke, remember, Kevin Holland's a black belt. For him to do that, are you kidding me, dude? This dude is a fucking savage. And, and notice Hamza too, no fucks given. Gets on the mic. I don't give a fuck. Boo, blah. Because he almost ruined the event. But in actuality, he didn't. The UFC knew this was happening. Hamzat knew this was happening. His team knew this was going to happen. He's not sorry for missing weight. Don't give a fuck what you think about him missing weight. Dana doesn't really care for the first time ever. Dana doesn't care about a fighter missing weight. You know? To me, it's just... I get things work out. And so maybe this, maybe, maybe this is the one time where you know it does look like uh, this just happened. The UFC pulled out and hats off to him, but it just worked out a little too well for my liking to not question some of it. That's all I'm saying. I think that people, the 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 general fans were not in on this. The treatment of Nate Diaz and the mask here and watch walking him walk the fucking mile walk to the fucking guillotine. And people are like, no, 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 no. We, you don't want to do this. Uh, we'll replay our hand, man. We got to switch this up. Tony Friction, Nate Diaz makes perfect sense. Again, Nate Diaz won. Nate Diaz won. So now Nate Diaz is a free agent, right? He uh, fought his last fight in the UFC. And he's like, I'm going to show those boys how it's done outside the UFC. You know, everyone's doing it wrong. A lot of things Nate says, you know, people are like, yeah, right, you're right, man. He can say whatever. And people are like, you got this. It'd be tough to do it better than Connor did against Floyd Mayweather. It'd be very tough. That was unheard of, you know. So um, my hat's off to him. And I think for Nate Diaz and Tony Ferguson, um, 
I'll just call it like I see it again. I, I love t- Nate and Tony. Was it the best fight we've ever seen? Absolutely not. Did one look 38 and the other look 36? Absolutely. The difference between Tony Ferguson and Nate Diaz is Nate Diaz has adjusted the way he fights. He, he, obviously, you're not going to be a completely different fighter, but when you get older, you can't use the same pace. You can't use that the same tactics you use when you're a young man at 26. So Nate's style and the way he fights is really beneficial as you get older. Nate's never been the most explosive. Never Nate's never been a guy that just, you know, stalks you and comes after you. Nate's a volume puncher. Back in the day, he's a volume puncher that wears you out, has a granite chin, and eventually he's gonna get you. But he's adapted at his age where he's not a volume puncher. He's not throwing a million fucking punches like he used to. He wasn't coming out like a banshee. So his style is predicated now and adapts better the older he is, and it works for him. Now, is he going to be anybody in the welterweight division in the top 10? Absolutely not. No, no, no. He, 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 you know, he's, he's older, man. So for Tony Ferguson, though, a guy who's very unconventional, spinning back kicks and rolling around the ground, explosive, that style, as you get older, can exist. You can't do it. It's not going to work. You can't be an older man at 36 or 37, whatever the fuck he is, and then still try those same things when you don't have that those young muscle fibers, the explosive tendencies. And you saw that. Those spinning elbows and the, the spinning kick stuff, you, we saw it a mile away. Nate saw it a mile away, you know? Nate saw it a, Nate saw it a, 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 a fucking mile away. So it, for me, it was tough to watch. It was, it was a good fight. You know, it was, it was a legendary fight. It's no different than watching Matt Brown, or it's no different than we watch BJ Penn. So when people go, well, what do you mean, man? This is what, this, this is what we thought it was. I didn't have time to think what it was. It happened on, I got an eight-hour fucking notice. What do you mean it is what I thought it was? You know? So it, it was great that, you know, Tony and Nate, and it, it, to be honest, to be completely honest, it should be both their last fights in the UFC. Now, I know Nate said, I'm going to go do some things, come back to the UFC. The only reason he come he uh, he leaves that door open, and I I think the UFC brass is stoked about that because for Nate, when you think about his options, he, you know his fight league thing coming up. But uh, take that out. That's whatever. That's gonna be very difficult to pull off just for a number of reasons. But for Nate, what would happen is this only adds more value to his fight against Jake Paul now. So. We all want to see Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul. Nate, now, Nate Diaz is coming off a win. He looked great. He's the talk of the town. And, you know, he, he did outstrike Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson's leg kicks were effective. Nate even threw some leg kicks. But now, you know, Nate coming off a win over Tony Ferguson just adds more value to Nate's brand and adds more value to the Jake Paul-Nate Diaz fight, which we're going to get next. But outside that, Nate's not going to have a professional boxing career. Come on. There's no way. There's no way. You can't watch that fight on Saturday night and go, I want to see that guy fight a professional boxer. Hell yeah, dude. And the the and after watching that, that Jake Paul fight's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be a tougher fight than you guys think. That's a tough fight for Nate, man. Jake's young, explosive, hits like a Mack truck. Another thing about the why Nate won that night is that was Tony Ferguson's first fight at welterweight. Tony is not a welterweight. Tony is not a big 155-er. He, Tony was designed for 155. He's the perfect size for 155. He does so much cardio. He's a savage with all that stuff. Tony at 55, especially in his prime, one of the best we've ever seen. 
Tony is not a welterweight. Tony was just at welterweight because he was trying to fit. He was lost. He's trying trying to get a win, trying to figure something out. You could just tell Nate Diaz was much bigger. Now, granted, Nate had you know won the Ultimate Fighter at fifty five. Has a lot of fights at fifty five. Nate now as he's older, he's a Nate's a one, true one seventy. He's one seventy all day. Nate's a big fucking kid, man. So Tony Ferguson, you know. The, the fight against uh, the Leech would have been better. Still a tough fight for him, but, you know, he was so undersized in that fight. He would land stuff and just doesn't, it, it wouldn't have the same effect that did when he was at 155. So Nate Diaz being bigger, eventually warm out. Tony Ferguson, his team tell him to shoot, I thought was strange, you know, especially that late into the game. They ended up getting choked, um, you know, with 209. 209, as they say. That's what the, that's what the pictures say, but, I mean, it actually went a little longer. I mean, yeah, you could yeah, stop yeah. at 209, but like, look, he sunk the choking at 209. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. boy, you guys are reaching. I would love for that to be real, though. Yeah, That'd yeah. Awesome, but yeah. boy, are you guys reaching. I know. I was listening <laughs> yeah. to some other analysts talk about it. Yeah, like, he even choked him at 209. This is destiny. It's like, I watched the fight twice. That wasn't at 209. <laughs> oh, I know what you guys are doing. Oh, you guys paused it. So it, it looks like it happened at 209, but it's actually after that. But fair play, whatever. Um, but I think both guys should be done in the UFC. Now, for again, for Nate, his when you think about his options, Nate talks a ton of shit, right? Ton of shit about the UFC, which is why we love it, right? He's the one he slapped Dana White, which is hilarious. Dana and him have had his issues. He's has issues with the UFC brass. He's had so many issues. They were going to try to penalize him by giving him Hamzat, which didn't end up working in UFC's favor and actually worked in Nate's favor and got the win. His stock's so big right now. But when you look at Nate's options. And when Nate goes, yeah, I still want to fight in MMA, well, what options would he have outside the UFC? UFC's, I mean, again, my, my point is Nate talks all this shit. Have you ever heard Nate talk shit about fighter pay? Ever? Ever ask for compensation? I'm not compensated enough. I'm, Nate's making bank, dude. Nate's making money. A lot of money. He said he made so much money, he didn't even know how much he made for this fight. Now, they had to pay him more because he gave him Tony Ferguson his different fight than Hamzat, which on the UFC, I'm like, we're going to pay you less, right? Because easier fight. But, um, you know, you've never heard Nate Diaz go at the UFC about fighter pay or, or raising the fighter pay ever. You've never heard him talk about, man, I'm not paid enough to do this, but never. They've always hooked Nate up. His fights against Connor, he, he could retire now, I'd imagine. He's, he's not one of those guys that are flashy and driving fucking Lamborghinis and has a house in Newport. That's not Nate. Nate's straight when it comes to financial. Nate's good. You've never heard him question the UFC about pay because they're taking care of the big boys. He's a big boy. They're taking care of him. So you've never heard him question fighter pay. Let's take another little break. I got to play up. I got to pay all these thick boy employees around here, man. They don't work for free, but it is NFL season, kids. It's week two, baby. Week two. Room for my Broncos once again and the Chargers, which is weird to say because the same conference, but I have to watch the Chargers out here. Only team on TV all the time. Listen, you can watch week two of the NFL season with my friends, the official sports betting partner, the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game at $200 in free bets instantly, instantly. You want more action? Say less. Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday or Monday, the all right, the, you can bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if they lose, all good. As long as they get it by 10, you win. It's that easy. 
All right, fight fans, you got Corey Sanhagen fighting this Saturday. Bet on that. You got Triple G Canelo. Bet on that. Make bank, bro. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code SHOPSHOW to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code SHOPSHOW, S-C-H-A-U-B, show, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. See next page for directions of disclaimer. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code SHOPSHOW. All my bros out there, I'm worried about your wieners. That's right. And it's time to bring that same summer heat right into the bedroom. Summer's ending, but the heat doesn't have to stop because you can get confidence in your life with my friends at Blue Chew. That's where they help you out inside the bedroom. They're not there, you know, watching you do your thing. No, they're not there. They're just a supplement to your bedroom game because they're all they care about is your wiener and your wiener living its full life, man. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it's in chewable tablets, fraction of the cost. Take them anytime you want, day, night, plan ahead, or when it's time to go, chew that little tablet and you're going, baby. It's super simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, all right? And then you consult with one of their licensed medical providers. Once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. So you're not waiting a long time to get that wiener game up. Best part, it's all done online. No awkward conversations with the doctor. You're not waiting in line at the pharmacy for these wiener pills, all right? Blue Chill tablets are made in the U.S. of A, prepared and shipped direct to your door. Discreet little package, all right? We got you covered, man. So if you could benefit from a little extra confidence, we all can. When it's time to go, when your lady or man's a raring to go, Blue Chew can help. Chew it and do it, baby. And I got a special deal for you guys. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code SHOB, S-C-H-A-U-B. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code SHOB to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details, important safety information. And I thank Blue Chew for being part of this podcast. Now for reals, let's get back to the program. So when you think about outside of the UFC, Who's going to compensate him more than the UFC? I don't think there's any organization that's going to pay him more. So it doesn't make much sense as far as taking more MMA fights. You have the Jake Paul fight. This 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 how I think Nate's career goes. I would bet a lot of money on this. He's going to leave the UFC. He's going to fight Jake Paul, I'd say, in the next six to eight months. You're going to get the Jake Paul and Nate Diaz fight. He'll make a ton of money off that. When that fight gets announced, I'll break it down. That's a tough fight for Nate. Win, lose, or draw, he's making more money than he's ever made in the UFC doing that. I think so. After that, I think he does go back to UFC and signs a one-fight deal to fight Conor McGregor in the trilogy. And then that's it. That's it for Nate. That's it. So I think what Nate Diaz is doing now by leaving the UFC, he he's basically waiting for Connor to get his shit together so he can come back to the UFC and fight him in a trilogy fight and then ride and make more money than God and ride off in the sunset. So if you're a Nate Diaz fan, I think you have two fights left in his career and they're the biggest paydays he's ever gotten. You're getting Jake Paul and you're getting Conor McGregor. Both up in the air fights. Both fights he could win. Both fights he can lose. He's going to be 0-2 or 2-0. You know what I'm saying? So they're both big money fights, big name fights. And uh, I don't know what Connor's deal is with the UFC, but a part of me thinks, you know, Connor, the mastermind that he is, but him and Dana have been good. You know, there's rumors out there like, yeah, Nate's getting out of it, and then Connor's getting out of his contract, and they'll put on that trilogy fight on their own promotion. That's why Nate has his own promotion. They'll do it on his own promotion, and then they're cutting the UFC out. I think that's a bad idea. I think it's a bad idea. I think it being the UFC and having the UFC, you know, machine behind it is the way to go. 
Um, I actually end up thinking they'd make more money doing that because if you wait too long, you're not going to make much money. You still make money. People always want to see the trilogy, but if you wait too long, it, you know, you're going to be, it's a bad example. I was going to say Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather, but that's like the greatest pay-per-view of all time, even though it happened fucking six years later and it should have. So for Nate and Connor, I think Nate Diaz is going to take a little vacation and go make whatever, $30 million and box Jake Paul and it'll be huge and probably be on Showtime. And then comes back, signs a one-fight deal, fights Connor in the trilogy. It's a massive fight. And it's a hell of a fight because they're both fighting exactly who they should fight. And then that's it for Nate. And that's probably it for Connor as well. That's how that story ends. And then also with uh, to wrap this up, with, with Hamzat, um, he has to be the only guy who's missed weight by this much and his stock has gone up. You can't tell me. After watching Hamza, I get let, not taking a single blow to the fucking face, body, and absolutely mollywhopping Kevin Holland. You can't tell me you don't want to see him fight more. You can't tell me that. And for Hamza, you know, he's getting booed inside that octagon because he did, you know, a, according to the general fans, risk the entire card, right? Which he didn't, but he's down to take this fall. You know, I think in the UFC's in on this too, he's leaning into that bad boy kind of look. He doesn't give a fuck. There's a lot of money to be made being the bad boy. Ask John Jones. Ask Floyd Mayweather. Two of the one's the best ever in boxing. The other's the best ever in mixed martial arts. They're bad boys. People are paying to see them lose. Hamzat knows where the money's at. Hamzat's not paying attention to your social media. Hamzat doesn't give a shit if you think he risked the whole card and is unprofessional. He does not give a shit. And there's a lot of money in being the guy people hate on because they're watching a shit. Trust me. So for Hamzat, he don't give a shit. Cool. You hate him? Cool. Watch him Watch him uh, fight the next guy. Pay to pay him money to watch him lose. It's going to be tough for this guy to lose. So if you're Hamzat, you kind of have, you can go two ways. I don't think UFC is too concerned about him making weight. They, they didn't seem to give a shit either. And that's, again, that's why I have skeptical hippo eyes on mm -hmm. this thing. If there's the the one fucking rule that you cannot break as a UFC fighter is missing weight. Because then you become untrustworthy. They put all this marketing into the, the main event and you're missing weight. It fucks them. Notice they, no, Dana's not like, we got to make sure that we get this done. This is ridiculous. He, that is the one thing that Dana's furious about, dude. Furious. Most guys, once they miss weight, they're not a main event the next fight. They put them, you know, uh, the, the first fight on the pay-per-view or they're on the prelims they're going to discipline you and make you prove to them that you can make weight in in order for them to back you and put all this money into marketing guarantee that doesn't happen with Hamza. guarantee <laughs> guarantee you he's the main event next fight probably at 170 probably against colby covington that's the next fight. It's Kobe Covington. You mentioned the whole weight thing many times before, so I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. So do you think this is probably the biggest conspiracy thing that's actually potentially true with the UFC? I see. I, to me, like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird to get, you know, I'm not a conspiracy guy. Listen, I'm, the JFK thing, just look into it. That, I think it's clear as day. I mean, come on now. But, um, you know, the whole flat earth thing, lizard people, all that shit. I, I don't subscribe to a lot of that. It's fun. Also, conspiracy is a lot funner than the truth. If the truth is, yeah, man, it was chaos back there. There was no security. We were worried about the safety of the fighters. We had to cancel. It's like, 
man, there's been worse stuff that happened at those weigh-ins than this and just cancel this. And maybe it's it could be part of the reason now that they're with Disney and Disney's like, hey man, what are you what's happening here? We can't have this fucking bullshit bare knuckle, you know, fighting in the back. Let's shut this shit down. Like we have zero tolerance for this. Mickey Mouse does not like violence. We do not like violence. We're trying to promote Pinocchio with Tom Hanks. And you got fucking guys ripping each other's faces off and throwing water bottles, you know? Like, imagine, remember the Wayans? Remember the press conference, Nate Diaz and Connor? They they were throwing water, fuck a water bottle. They're throwing fucking rain energy drinks. They're throwing monster full energy drinks. We have them here. Shout out to rain. Dude, (laughs) I throw one of those fucking things. My arm's okay. That hits you in the face. Ain't nobody fighting. There was no talk of canceling the event. There was no talk of mixing up the event. That wasn't even a fucking, that wasn't even mentioned. There's been way stuff than this. So again, when it comes to conspiracy, I don't know. Nate Diaz got paid. It worked out for him. You know, uh, I'm sure Kevin Hong got paid more. Daniel Rodriguez and, and, and Leach are, you know, they were just, you know, pawns in this game, you know. So Dana did say he was on record saying, like, no one got paid an additional boost for, the switch up. Oh, but, I disagree. But, but I don't believe. No, I don't believe yeah, that. Like a lot of stuff. You, hold on, you're gonna go to you're gonna go to Tony Ferguson. They they, they always pay you more. They, this is why. See that that's it. That's what that's I'm not. trying not to be a conspiracy guy, but you're making <laughs> yeah. it hard, Chin. So Dan has lied many, so many times before. Uh, but yeah. Lied, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah of course, yeah. fucks guys over all the time. But still, fan, still support the team. <laughs> um, but with Tony Ferguson, hold on, let me get this straight. You want me to go from fighting at 170 my first time against Leach uh, three rounds to a five-round main event pay-per-view and save the card, and you're telling me they didn't compensate him more? Come on, guys. That's not real. Of course they they compensated him more. I would – of fucking course they did. Now, Hamza, I don't don't know what happened with Hamza – that's where, see, the, the one who knows exactly how this all went down is Hamzat. Guarantee it. Mm. His team, they, they know. <clears throat> play, play the game. Well, don't worry. You're going to take a lot of heat for this. It's actually good for your brand. You're going to get even more famous. And he did exactly what he had to do. Because if he struggled with Kevin Holland, like, Eesh, this isn't his stock goes way down. Like, if he went in there and Kevin Holland almost choked him out, or let's say he won by decision, it's like back and forth. Even though Kevin Holland's a fucking monster, a more dangerous fight than AD is. You know, he went in there and absolutely mollywopped him. I was like, next. Hamza, listen, Hamza could have fought Nate Diaz and Tony Freeze at the same time and won. And that is no disrespect to anybody on that card. And then you're going to ha- pair him as a main event against Nate Diaz, this guy who's fucking done everything he can for the organization, and you're going to fucking toss him to this Chechenian savage? How dare you? The UFC went, ooh, we overplayed our hand. People aren't feeling this. No, we're not feeling it. It's fucked up, man. It ain't right. Nate Diaz won in the end. So, again, conspiracy, not conspiracy. I don't give a shit. The fighters win on this one. Hamza, everyone won on this one. Everybody. Kevin Holland's stock isn't any lower. He's fine. Who you another fight? He wants to be active. He's like, I need three fights, man. If you can't give me three fights here, get me the fuck out of here. I want to fight way more. Let's go. You know? That's exactly how you should deal with it. Yeah, guaranteed Tony first got compensated. Kevin Holland got compensated. Again, for Kevin Holland, let me get this straight. 
you were going to have me fight Daniel Rodriguez for three rounds at a catch weight, and now you want me to fight Hamzat, the biggest savage on the roster, for five rounds to save the card too? So you got to realize, too, in those situations, it's one of the only times the fighter has the power to do anything, to ask for whatever the fuck they want. It's the only time they have any negotiating power. Because if Nate Diaz, Tony Ferguson, Hamzat, and Kevin Holland don't play ball, they lo- the UFC loses their ass. They put millions into marketing. So if Nate Diaz goes, oh, let's so let's play the game where Nate Diaz and Hamzat, this has all happened just by chance and nobody's behind this and th- there's no conspiracy. Let's say that it just happened. Well, if you go to Nate Diaz, who is by far the biggest power on the card, by far the biggest star power on the card, without Nate Diaz, you don't have much going on there. Hamzat's not there yet. For the hardcores, he's there. We're going to pay to see him fight whoever. I'll pay to see him fight whoever. But Tony Ferguson's never been a headliner. He's been a fight night headliner. She's not a pay-per-view star. Kim Holland's not there. Hamzat's not there. You, so if Nate Diaz doesn't play ball and they don't pay him more, you don't have a card. So, of course, he made more money. They're all, all of them had to agree to this for it to be perfect. And it's the only time the fighter has any power to go, mm, let me think about it. Let me think about it. I'll do it for this much. And the UFC says yes or no. Uh, again, to the UFC goes, well, not that much, right? You want to overplay your hand. They go, but we'll give you this much. Okay, deal. We're going to save your ass and still fight. Because, again, if there's no conspiracy, for Nate, you're, t- you're changing the tune completely, which is better. You have better chance to win this fight, but you're still, let's say there's no conspiracy and you've been fighting uh Hamzat. Who's a guy, you know, completely different than Tony Ferguson on a day notice. No, you gotta, you gotta pay me more, man. I'll save this. And we, they have the power. They have all the power because UFC is going, how much do we put in the market? 10 million. Holy fuck. All right. Well, we marketed one fight. We're not going to get it. And they can easily shit on them and go, nope, not happening. Yeah. Hamza could have been like, nope, not happening. Tony Ferguson seemed like, nope, not happening. You don't have a card. I guarantee you they paid those guys. Guarantee. Guarantee it. Bet my last fucking dollar on it. They all got compensated. They all knew what was happening. Conspiracy, I don't know, worked out for the better. Worked out for the better. I'm not a conspiracy guy, but just the, just the general rule how fucking the fight game works. It worked out for the better, you know. Yep. Way better to have the 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 catch rate thing was weird with Rodriguez and Holland. You know the whole way the the weekend leading up to it, no footage from the weigh-ins that was so chaotic. They were so scared for the first time they couldn't even do the weigh-ins proper. Come on, man. There's no footage. That the entire camp's back there. There's none. It was that bad. Was there uh was there a circumstance where Hamzat and Kevin Holland got into it? 100%. And then did you see the video of Kevin Holland and Darren Till, who obviously Darren Till's on Hamzat's team and their train partners and close friends? Did you see them calmly chatting They're just, yeah. at the hotel? <laughs> I guess a sort of an argument, but not really. I'm kind yeah, of. Nothing. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. It is kind of crazy, man. This yeah, is just, I, listen. I'm not saying it's just, everybody's in on it and they're pulling the wool over our eyes. I'm just saying, and the guys made more money and it worked out better for Nate Diaz and Hamzat. They both come out fucking winners out of all this. I'm just saying. <clears throat> yeah. Very strange. Yeah. All right, Jim. What, but there, there were some good fights on the card. There's some other fights. Oh, good fights on the card. What? Our boy, uh, 
the the original thick boy. He is the thick boy mascot in the UFC, Chris uh, Barnett. Not yeah. to be confused with. That uh, can be com- not to be confused with Josh Barnett, Chris Barnett, who also missed weight on the card at the heavyweight limit. We had two sixty seven and a half, and he tried his best, man. It just not in the cards for that man. He was getting fucking molly whopped in that fight, dropped, wobbled, and then pulls it out. I don't know if you've seen this man's social media. I think he's gained 200,000 wow. subscribers, followers on Instagram overnight. And if you wow. go to it, dude, he's he's, he's like uh, he's like uh, Derek Lewis, but he can dance his ass off. <laughs> I would love to talk to him, give him a food truck. There's no way you can tell me that Beast Boy, Chris Barnett, doesn't have some sort of football background. How can you be that big and that get a footwork? footwork? I mean, he, he dances like a fucking NSYNC member. This dude can da- look at him dance. Personality through the fucking roof. Yeah, he's so fun to watch. So look at him dance. Yep. The, this you gotta get this guy in the main card. He's too fun not to. He's so fun. Yeah. He's so fun, dude. And apparently, he didn't have a ride home. I <laughs> <laughs> got me selling ass on the corner. <laughs> I don't feel safe. He's a black guy. They're going to take advantage of me, bro. It's a three-minute long video, but I guess he didn't have a ride home, so he was asking people on his Instagram to give him a ride home. I'm a fan, man. Maybe he's the first sponsored athlete of Thick Boy. That would be freaking dope. I mean, this guy had to play fucking football. There's no way you're over 300 pounds with that footwork and then play some football. Because he's the ideal size for a defensive tackle and uh, not the NFL, but at a college level. And that mm-hmm. footwork is nutsos. Like you see him dance like what in the fuck? Yeah. Crazy athletic, crazy sure. footwork, dude. Crazy athletic. All right. Jim, what else you got? All right. I'm sure you know these guys cause you're an NFL NFL guy, but so Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson had a boxing match. Over I, mean, the weekend. I saw this highlight. Mark showed me in the green room. I mean, this can't be healthy for Adrian Peterson. Also, isn't he like one of the best athletes or something? Oh, out there? It, no, hold up. First ballot Hall of Famer, one mm-hmm. of the best ever running backs. I played against him in college when he was at Oklahoma. He beat the shit. When you see him in person, like, Jesus Christ, dude. Mm. But both these men, Le'Veon Bell and uh, Adrian Peterson, when you look, oof, that. I know. It's so crazy. He's out. My my only thing with this is like you know how much money Adrian Peterson made playing football. So he doesn't need also, to do this at all. No, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's awful with finances. I don't know what's going on. And then Le'Veon Bell signed some big ass contracts, man. Huge contracts. Mm. When he's with the Steelers, you you're talking about two two fucking freaks, man. It's nuts. So when I it kind of when I see this stuff, to me this is completely opposite of what Jake Paul and Logan Paul does, especially Jake. Logan maybe a little, but. These kind of freak show matchups, I just, I guess you need something to do. They're retired. I just don't get it why you'd sign up for this. I don't get it. Especially both these guys. Like, even if they were somewhat done with their money, the amount of money they made in their NFL careers, Le'Veon Bell was a monster. Adrian Pierce, one of the best to ever do it. Heisman Trophy winner, MVP. I mean, nuts, dude. Rushed for 2,000 fucking yards in the NFL. Freak. I did hear that, uh, I think Le'Veon, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it's Le'Veon Bell that said that he, 
wanted to take a break from the NFL because he wants to do boxing because it's such a one-on-one kind of sport. So mm-hmm. he wants to test himself there. That's why he started training for a while. I, listen, I get as far as that something to do and like get you motivated and get back in shape. Two freaks, man. It bums me out to see it. Mm. Imagine if like fucking Joe Montana, Boomer, Sison fought each other or some shit. Or well, not now. Dan, Dan Marino and Joe Montana. Casey likes it. Yeah. Casey likes it. Uh, this was just, okay, you saw this already, but so I guess it's the first time it's ever happened in the UFC or I think anywhere. A liver kick from the bottom. Yeah, I've never seen right? it. And it lands perfect. And when you get hit to the body, I'm going to fuck out. It makes tough people fucking crumble. Yeah. Leave this. Boom. Boom. Heel kick. So, and most people go, him. oh, like I bet a lot more people will be training to do this now. It's like that was kind of a freak yeah, accident. Like the chance freak. of you getting liver kicked from the bottom, not good. So you could waste your entire fucking camp training that. <laughs> chance of landing are not good. So just hope it happens, but don't train for it, you yeah. know? But that was pretty crazy to see. Uh, Georgie, Keto, uh, Keto George? Yeah, Keto George sent me this. Uh, this is an Essen Gibb KOing Austin McBroom. I don't know much about these what, guys. Big TikTokers or some shit? Something like that, yeah. So here we go. That's it? That was pretty much There's it. No knockout? I mean, that was. A, I mean, I. You got knocked down. See. Let's see if there's more. See, when people see the problem is because anyone can do this, right? You have in Le'Veon Bell, you have Lamar Odom, you have uh, Nick Young, like you have these guys do this. Like, you know, the problem with it because you have the Jake Pauls of the world and you have the, these YouTubers, TikTokers doing it, mm-hmm. there's a big difference. You can't watch whoever, uh, Mick Broom Gibb, where the fuck, hashtag <laughs> Mick Broom Gibb. I don't know, Gibb. Yeah, dude. You can't watch them and then also view Jake Paul in the same light. Like, do you know what? Do you know what Woodley or fucking any guy that Jake Paul's fought would do against these guys? Like it's that's the problem though. Like the the waters get murky when you when you're comparing yeah. these kind of quote unquote circus acts. Yeah, just the fact that freaking Jake Paul took on Tyron Woodley to me that Twice. was yeah that was enough for me to be like okay. And do Anderson Silva? That should give you all the respect in the world for the fucking guy. Yeah, he has five fights. He's fighting Anderson Silva, one of the greatest to ever do it. Just beat Julio Chavez fucking junior. He was 50 and three. No, he's not his dad. 50 and three professional boxer. He beat the shit out of him, dude. That fight wasn't that close. This shit. I don't, let me see this. So this is Nick Young versus Nick Young's in the blonde hair. That is him right in the blonde hair, yeah. It just looks so messy, yeah. It's just. Yeah, nothing like Jake Paul. Jake Paul is like legit, I would say. Yeah. Just from a fan's perspective. Especially as, as the, the inexperience that he has. Mm-hmm. Like, you're talking. Again, it's some form of. <laughs> oh. What the hell? He fell out of the ring. You've seen a professional fall, just kind of nosedives out, out of the ring? No. Yeah, I don't know the rest of these people, but yeah. I don't know any of them, except for, for Nick Young. Uh, okay, so this was interesting. So apparently, Kevin Holland apparently went for like a touch glove before he fought Shemaev. 
and people are criticizing Shamaya for not doing the touch glove and just going for you know the, what the double leg or single. Do, do they have leg. a clip of it? Yeah, we have it. Let me see. So let me know what you think. Not gonna do that. So hold on. Hmm. Play it again. Whoop! Boom! Yeah. So he. So Kevin Holland definitely went in for the. the yeah, glove I don't. Touch. Li- I don't like it. But again, <clears throat> Bill's the nerve of the bad guy, doesn't it? And but Shamayev responded like, "Dude, I'm not going in there to touch gloves. I'm I'm going in to, to kill him. To take you know, take his head off." So, but 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 my only my only caveat with that is, is Shamayev did do this and then shot. Oh, okay. if you're not gonna do it, you shake your head. You go, Mm-mm. like when I fought Matt Mitrione, mm-hmm. we're f- legit friends. One of my best friends in the game. You see him on fucking Thick Boy all the time. Mm-hmm. He, I I was yeah, like was gloves, and he went like this. Uh uh-uh. uh. And I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Now for Kevin Holland, like. You guys talked all that shit. Kevin Holland talked all that shit. Fake gangster. You're not touching gloves. He's from Chechnya. <laughs> yeah. Touch gloves? To them, that's gay. You can't touch gloves. They didn't touch gloves. No, there's no touching gloves. He's from Chechnya. They don't touch gloves, buddy. No, he's going you talk all that shit, and then it's apparently got Spartan kicked backstage. And then you think this guy's going to touch gloves? Again, if there was that an- animosity, if a if another grown man kicked me in the fucking middle of my chest in front of everybody, and then they held me back, and it was chaos, and people were throwing shit, you think they're touching? Again, this adds to it's my. Crazy. You think they're gonna? You would never be like, dude, all good, bro. Let's get it done. What? Yeah, yeah. Yo, bro, you kicked me in my chest yesterday, and now I can do something about it for twenty five minutes. I'm not touching your glove. We're not touching gloves. But apparently kicked him in the chest. Just nobody ever saw it. I'm believing in this conspiracy, by the way. I am. But you'll believe what you want. Yeah, yeah. I can go on more if you want JFK Jr. stuff. <laughs> uh, so did you think Lee Jingling? So I saw the fight too. Lee Jingling and Daniel Rodriguez. Did you think that Lee probably got the fight? He won it? Or- yeah, so, and this, Liz, I'm a huge Daniel Rodriguez fan. Same, so same, yeah. here's the thing. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter. Because the fucking judges gave it to my boy, Dan Rodriguez. He won. On to the next. But (laughs) if I take my bias hat off, he probably didn't win that fight. Yeah. And that was pretty crazy, man. Like, the weight discrepancy. Lee looks so small compared to him. Yes. The whole thing was very strange. But uh, what do you think about Lee's outfit here? Fire. Sick? Fire, dude. (laughs) Taking a page out of Sexy Yama's book, dude. That's true. Yeah, he looked pretty dope. That fight was in that. I thought that fight would be better. <clears throat> gotta be honest. Those be it was kind of boring. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, when they when they shuffled everything, I thought it was gonna be more exciting for some reason. But then it wasn't as exciting as. Now that that goes against my narrative. That well, again, my narrative is that Nate and Hom thought knew what was happening. The rest of people are just pawns in the in the machine. Mm. So, if for Daniel Rodriguez and uh, Leach. To f- switch comp- opponents on, on a less than 24 hours, mm-hmm. you're going to get those fights. Yeah. Those fights aren't going to be better. So that's why I think they had, those guys actually had no clue. Mm. All right. So this is basically just Jake Paul tweeting about um, Nate Diaz. He had a few tweets. A lot of them are good. So he goes, this is how you leave an employer and become your own boss. Mm-hmm. When Nate obviously choked out Tony. And then this is, just says that, the caption says, Nate Diaz says he's going into the sport of boxing. Yeah, he's like, I wonder who he's going to fight. That- yeah. Nate Diaz is going 
Pause it. I saw this video. I don't like the way his feet are pigeonholed in. That's so. What's weird? I saw the same thing. I'm thinking, why is he doing? I was that? like, what's his feet like? Yeah, that? but it's not- why don't you just straighten your feet out there? You know optics, baby. You're young, man. I'm an old YouTuber here. Even I know them optics, man. Your feet are all pigeonholed in. It was interesting to see. Uh, yeah, not much to that, but I mean, he he says a lot of good stuff about um, Nate. So UFC PR team. UFC, UFC PR team to media attendant post fight president. Do not ask our boss Dan about Jake Paul Anderson Silva. He's very upset at Jake. If you do, you will have your media credential revoked. Mm-hmm. Nate Diaz, a motherfucking legend, would have slapped the shit of Hamzat. Big news. Nate Diaz officially has a contract. Here's the thing: when it, again, when it comes to Nate Diaz and pursuing this professional boxing career, he's fighting Jake Paul. He's not going to fight real, yeah, yeah professional yeah. boxers. Not That's all he's doing. Or something. No. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty, and here's the thing: Would Nate Diaz uh, slap Hamzat? Sure, yeah, yeah. I bet, I bet he'd slap him. Yeah, wouldn't be him in a fight. No, <laughs> yeah. I think so, yeah, I'm with you. I think he slaps him, no doubt. With all that chaos happening, I bet he was trying to slap him. But inside that steel cage where it counts, Nate ain't slapping him. Yeah, Hamzat's a beast, dude. All right, your boy Patty Pimblett. He um recently just talked about how he does suffer from depression right mm, maybe food's his outlet <laughs> but you remember, no, a lot so, of people do like when i'm course, stressed yeah, out my dude, diet goes food alcohol shit. whatever yeah, yeah you crave sugars if you're not can sleep but so as my friend my family my teams my fiance all the people close to me said uh, i've said it plenty of times about them i don't even know if i'd still be here now i've had some dark times myself lad I've, I, and i've questioned a lot of things in my own head do I do this? Do I do that? Uh, I might not be here if it wasn't for all those people close to me. Asked how a person suffering from mental health issues can help themselves. The bad expanded on his advice of reached out to your friends. Yeah, you need a good foundation mm-hmm. around you, man. Uh, you know the saying, get it off your chest. It's real. At the end of 2018, I got a proper, I was in a proper bad place, lad, proper bad place. Just waking up, crying every morning. The missus would get up and go to work. I'd just roll over and go to sleep. I was rolling over and just crying for like an hour every day. So I had to go over that and get through it and had uh, to speak to people. It's good he's bringing attention to this. Yeah, so remember his uh, his close friend, Pat, like yeah. he committed suicide. Yep. And he was like, if you're a dude and you want to be, you know, you, you want to be macho, you don't want to talk about all your, you know, stuff that you're dealing with. So he's like, just talk to people and then you could potentially get through it. 100%. Yeah, yeah good for him, man. Yeah. So that's good that he's putting that message out there right now. Uh, I thought this was interesting as well. So I saw the salaries for UFC 278. Kamar Usman made 500000 Obviously, the pay-per-view points, I don't know all that stuff. but So he made 500000 and then Leon Edwards made 350000 which I think is low for a title fight. You know, So I don't know. Co- Costa, 130000 Yeah. But I mean, you, you don't make money till you... Um you know, be till you become champion, you make like fuck you money when you defend the belt and get pay-per-view points. Mm. The pro yeah, the UFC takes him. I guarantee you Kamaro made way more than that. Okay. Leon Edwards, I guarantee they gave him a bonus. He made way more than that. Good. Notice you don't see those guys complain about I know. Pay. They don't. Yeah. Uh so anyways, Polo Costa made one hundred thirty. I thought that was super low for Costa. I don't mm-hmm. know. Why. I think he's such a big figure in the sport. Yeah. Uh Rockhold made two hundred, which is cool. Yeah. Jose Aldo, as he sh- or Jose Aldo made hundred or sorry four hundred thousand dollars, and he lost. Yep, but he's the legend, Not obviously. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, it was just interesting to see the the top two guys mm-hmm. make that much money. I thought they would make more. 
All right. Um, I'm sure you already know this because you're close with Chandler, but it's official now. It's already it's been in the talks. Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler, but it's official now. Uh, MSG November three. Why is it only three rounds? And then Chandler signed a new uh, fight deal with the UFC, making bank. That's that oh, daddy really? power. Yeah, signed a new deal. That's a great. I'm excited for that fight. It's a great fight. I can't wait. Mm. Can't wait. It's gonna happen in New York, right? Well, I, yeah, MSG. So, that, so it's not it's the three main rounds, event. really? Yeah, so that means it's not the main event, three rounds. You know the main event, right, guys? Right? John Jones. I wish. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, I bet next month or so we get an announcement from John. Oh, that'd be dope, man. Uh, I'm telling you, this fight has main event written all over it. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that's not main event mass square gun? Who could be bigger than that? I'm surprised it's John three Jones, rounds. baby. I'm so surprised it's th- still three I'm rounds. I'm not. Yeah means it's not the main event it means that main events can be a banger and the only <laughs> no. one the only one bigger than them because the main event's gonna have to be massive to beat that yeah who's more massive than these no, i'm with you but john jones even with other fights if it's not a title fight they'll still do five rounds sometimes so this would be a good five round fight but yeah I, I wish it was yeah. five rounds but when i see it's three i'm like oh they're ju- oh i know what's happening Edging? here you're getting the john jones effect that's gonna be amazing take all my money mm-hmm. this is another crazy one so Darren Till is going to be fighting this badass up and comer, Drickus Duplessis. Mm hmm. Yeah. Boy, Till needs a fucking win, right? Yeah. So this is Till's record as of now. Yeah. He's lost four as last five. Yeah. So not the best. Mm-hmm. And uh, Drickus is on a, f- what, five fight winning streak? Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's a good matchup for Till, though. Yeah. I still root for Till, man. Of course, man. Yeah. You hope he figures it out. I think there's some mental health stuff there as well. Wooden. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, Tiago Santos, no longer with UFC, signed with PFL. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Must, must get paid. It's a smart move, too. You, you see his last <coughs> fight, you know? Mm-hmm. Like his, his fight with Jamal Hill, you know, him getting starched. At, at that level where he's at, you're never going to be champ at 205. Go make money with uh, PFL and fight, you know, lesser talent. That's the move all day. Proud yeah, of him. You can make millions. Yeah, it. proud of him, man. All right, so this was interesting. This is, uh, I think, during the pre-fight press conference. hair is crazy. Dude. I know. <laughs> and he dyed it, so it looks even crazier. Mm-hmm. But uh, so this is him and Li Jing Lang saying what's up. But then, you remember Tony had that incident before where he tripped over cables? Yeah. And then but messed he, up his knee? That was at Fox Sports. And so check this video out. So Lee is pretty much telling him, dude, uh, be careful, be careful. And yeah, he actually did trip on a cord. Yeah, Leech seems like a good guy, man. Dude, super awesome guy. Yeah, I like Leech. Yeah. He kind of got fucked. <laughs> he got right. fucked. Yeah. But he's still, he's in the best mood possible. He's like, yeah. And it was a catchway. Hopefully they don't, you know, put him down on the rankings. Yeah, no, he's, dude, he did awesome, so. All right, so this is Nate Diaz, uh, post-fight press conference. I just played for you. Hamzad's fight. No matter his chains. Tonight? Yeah, I was watching on the warming up. What did you make of his performance? Lame, scared, boring, rookie, whack, pussy, lame, dick sucker. <laughs> all the, all those in. Did you watch Hamza? Of course, That's his response say that. to Hamza. Yeah, he says the dick sucker. <laughs> Fight Jake Paul and come back and fight Hamzat. I know, dude. I know. Oh, this is so jacked up. So I don't know how real this is, but so 
Uh, well, it's real because Kavanaugh posted. Yeah, Kavanaugh posted this, yes. Yeah, so what we're watching now, if you just listen to it, so um, Walker, who's coming off a, a huge win, mm-hmm. I mean, Johnny make Walker. it or break it for him for Johnny Walker versus Cuda Libra. Whoever, I think loser goes home. They're probably going to cut the loser, Cuda Libra. So all the pressure's on him. He wins the fight. But now I, I'm guessing because COVID protocols, they don't let you hang out in the, the locker room anymore. They, want, they don't want as many people in there. So you see a lot of guys still wearing masks, which is insane. But uh, so apparently, like, hey man, you gotta get going. Even though he already fought, though, like yeah, I know, I mean, He's like, yeah, I know, it's nuts. Did you have? <laughs> so they they kicked him out, and and he was walking on the street barefoot, barefoot to the hotel with his gloves still on. Johnny still has his gloves on. Didn't get a chance to go change. Oh, he's in the. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, that's like embarrassing. Like, yeah, I mean, he must look badass too, though. Yeah, kind of. It's it's more embarrassing with the UFC. I I don't think Dana or the UFC brass had anything to do with this. They, you know, it's just people probably taking their job way too serious. You know. Be like, sorry, yeah. man, you got to get going. But I guarantee if Dan be like, what, what the fuck are you doing? No, he's not leaving. He needs to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he have to leave? Like, this is so stupid. When you say that people taking their jobs too serious, I think especially if you're like new to the organization, yes. you probably just oh, you're not. So you oh, have dude, to you're probably stuff. stressed the fuck yeah. out. Like, oh, I don't want Dan to get mad at me. And then you did the opposite. Now he's mad at you. Because <laughs> now this is bad PR for the It's year. so bad, dude. It looks <laughs> terrible. Uh, I don't. Okay, this is trippy to me. So Hasbullah, you know, he's like the internet sensation. Still? Mini Khabib, yeah, still. So apparently he signed a five-year contract. According to a reporter, uh, I'm guessing he's a Russian reporter, but he f- signed a five-year deal with the UFC, I guess, to, to promote stuff. Yeah, because yeah, it's such a big social Huge, media Yeah, fall. so this is what Dana White said so about it. So I'm going to tell you something. So the video that he sent, Dana White, I'm coming out with WFC. So I post that with me on the plane saying, I'm coming. It's the biggest post I've ever posted. White said, I have 6.7 million followers. On Instagram, 6.4 million people watch that video. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's he's just good for the... Listen, the, the UFC does a great job staying current and knowing you know what's trending and you know who can show influence and post. So they probably paid him bank because if... I don't know how many followers he has, but out of the millions that he has, you know, you're probably getting 50 grand a post. So they paid him a significant amount of money to you know yeah. promote the UFC and the big cards. He's stuff hot like that. for some reason, so... Yeah, so. yeah, it's nice. Dana's not shadow banned like me. So, uh, what does she got? <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, not that, not that. Here, this is uh, this is from Bellator. I don't know when this fight was though, but it's just mm-hmm. so up kicks. Uh, you'll see here. God, duh. oh my, hey dude, it's quick going in, boy. What the heel say to the face? They got eating fucking up kick sandwiches. Figure it out, dude. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then I only got like one or two. The guy looks like Houston Alexander if he got a hold of Sammy Sosa's lotion. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> All right, so this is this is um, Raymond Daniels. Yeah, we're just talking about fight companion. Yeah. yeah, but so he, you know, he always likes to be. He wants to do flashy stuff because that's his thing, right? Mm-hmm. So look what he does here. It kind of messes him up. I'll just show you. This is, that, this is that karate combat. His pants are sweet. <laughs> yeah. No. Did he fuck up his ankle? Watch his head. Oh, 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 yeah, he hits his head, gets concussed. He did win the fight. His neck's all fucked up. He won won the fight, but he did sort of knock himself out a little bit during that thing. 
That's why the the Karate Combat says Rain is a beast. But you don't want to mess with the Karate Combat pit. Yeah. Those slanted walls. All right. That's pretty much it. Um, Just the fights. Yeah. You have good fight night this uh, weekend. So you have a fight night this weekend with my boy, uh, the Sandman, Corey uh, Sandahagen. Mm -hmm. And then you have Sung Young Dong, which is a very tough fight for Corey. But of course, I'm leaning towards uh, Corey. Aurora's fine. It's the best talent we've had. Listen, he's only lost the the, the upper spare of the bantamweight division, losing to Peter Yan. Then the TJ Dillashaw fight. Chin thinks he actually won that fight. I, I do think he lost that fight, which pains me to say that, but he did lose that fight with the, the weird giving up his back all the time. So um, either way, you know, he, he's only lost the, you know, he's lost the current champ, Aljamain Sterling, which was a rough night for him in the office. Then he wins two more, Marlon uh, Marias, Frankie Edgar, you know, that flying knee. And then TJ Dillashaw, some booth he won, they lost Peter Yan. So, uh, you know, he's uh, mentally, they, he's as strong as they come, man. So I refuse to pick uh, against him, against Sung Young Dung. Mm-hmm. That being said, not a crazy fan of this matchup if you're a Corey Sanhagen uh, fan. And I'm, you know, I ride or die with that guy. So I think he gets it done. An- another fun uh, knockout. He's a wild boy. I don't think Sung Young Dung has faced anyone like him. Don't like the matchup, though, that being said. But Corey Sanhagen via TKO, something flashy. That's what I think gets done. But Sung Young Dung is a fucking monster. Monster, man. The rest of the card's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Andre Feely's on there. That's cool. Yeah, it's a fight night, you know. Chitty Nanjukani. Nanjukani, yeah. Monster. The Komen event, middleweight's a fun one, too. But all the fight, they'll be good. There's no one's going to blow your fucking hair back to our star power, but that's a great main event. Mm-hmm. And then you also have one flying under the radar, Triple G, Canelo, the trilogy. Both a little, both a little older. Canelo, he looked pretty good in his last fight. I'm sorry, Triple G looked pretty good in his last fight. Canelo was just buying off more than he can chew, kept moving up in weight until he met his match, and the guys are just too big for him up there. So uh, I think Canelo gets this done. Uh, I'll say I think he actually uh, it's boxing. I'll say decision. Canelo, uh, majority decision. But I think age is going to catch up with Triple G here. I'll take uh, Canelo. And that's uh, Saturday night on DAZN. I can't believe DAZN's still around. And I will be watching all of this from the green room in Ontario, California. I'm in Ontario. Ontario Improv is this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Let's go Inland Empire. And then after that, September 29th through October 1st is Boston. That's almost sold out. So get your tickets now. Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Laugh Boston. And that's Boston, Massachusetts, if not to be confused with Austin. All right. If you're a fan of the movie Road Trip, if you remember that, Tom Green. Uh, then San Jose, Salt Lake City in October, and then I end October. I end October in Calgary, Canada, October twenty seventh. One show only at the rooftop. There, we will add another show once that sells out, and so we're getting close. So I'll announce the next show there in Calgary. But Calgary is October twenty seventh at the rooftop. Um, but this weekend, Thick Boy Tour coming to you, and we will have in person the Mike Stud uh, Thick Boy collab. Can, it won't be available online for me. If you want it online, I think Mike Stud, but they sold out, so they're going to restock it soon. But if you want it this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Ontario, it will be in person. The uh, Save a Horse, Ride a Thick Boy t-shirts and hats will be available in Ontario, California, this Thursday through Saturday. 
and it will also be available in Boston until we sell out. So get you some. See you guys this week in Ontario. Also, Wednesday, or Tuesday night, 1030 show, Hollywood Improv, Shop and Friends. It's going to be some monsters. Come get you some tickets at thickboy.com. That's it, man. Let me know what you think about the conspiracy. Again, not the biggest conspiracy guy, but a little fishy for me. All right? Love you guys. Be nice to each other. Stay safe. See you next week. We're out.